0: Like it or not, your beliefs dictate your reality, and underneath each and every action that you take or don't take is a belief that impacts it. Either a belief about the outcome, about worthiness, about what people might think about you. If you can master the ability to recalibrate your beliefs, you'll be golden, and that, my friends, is exactly what we're gonna do today. So here's a look at what you're going to learn. First, I'm going to explain what beliefs are. In our second segment, you're going to find out where your beliefs come from. In our third segment, we're going to talk about how they impact you as an entrepreneur. And then in our last segment, you're going to learn four steps to recalibrate your beliefs. But first, I want to start with a story. Today, I want to share one of my favorite stories about beliefs. Courage and the determination to break a world record. It's something epic that happened a little bit before my time, back in 1954 at Oxford. Roger Bannister became famous for being the first person ever, the first runner to break the barrier of the four minute mile. And was there a random fluke that he accomplished this feat? Absolutely not. He trained and he was committed to this goal. And he thought about it. And he talked about it, and most importantly, he believed it could be done. And this is so very important to point out. Epic goals like this don't happen by fluke. They happen with a lot of hard work. They happen with dedication. And most importantly, they happen because we believe that they're possible. And we believe that we can make them happen. You see, one of Bannister's rivals had run a mile in 4 minutes and 2 seconds. And when he described it, he said, it's like a wall. And this really intrigued Bannister. Logically, as a physiologist, he questioned this. He heard his friend describe it like a wall. But ironically, it was really more like a glass ceiling, wasn't it? Bannister couldn't understand why someone else couldn't just train a little harder and be determined to beat that time. That was the mental approach he took. And the secret sauce is that he believed it was possible. He believed it could be done and that he was the one to do it. The barrier that existed, the four minutes, was to some extent a psychological barrier that held people back from believing that it could be beaten. And so he started to think more about it and more until May 6, 1954, when he did it. He actually beat it. He made history and a world record. And here's the thing. Before he did it, no one thought it was possible. And because no one thought it was possible, no one believed that they could do it. Until, of course, Bannister started to believe it was possible. And this is a perfect example of how our beliefs create a reality and become a blueprint for our success and our lack thereof. And since he broke that barrier, a month later, an Australian beat his record by a second. And to this day, many athletes have also broken that four-minute mile barrier. And it kind of makes me wonder, how many things do we hold ourselves back from doing because we don't think that they're possible? And why is it that we believe things aren't possible if people haven't done them yet? What else are we holding ourselves back from? segment, I want to talk a little bit more about what beliefs exactly are. Whenever I'm working with a client who is stuck on a particular perspective, I always ask them my favorite question, is that a fact or a belief? And because I have the best clients, they always tell me the truth, but they tell me the truth with that tone, you know, oh, it's a belief. They know it is, but we had to check in and take the time to really point it out. And this tells me two different things. First, that they are conscious and that they understand the difference between facts and beliefs. And second, that they're also self-aware enough to understand the impact of what is real and what is not in their mindset. And this is such an important distinction to make because if their thought was a fact, then they wouldn't ever be able to change it, would they? If I knew it was a fact, I wouldn't ever challenge it. We would just accept it as is. But here's where it gets a little bit tricky. Sometimes there are beliefs that are very widely held. So widely held that we start to believe them to be fact. And here's one that is quite common in our world of entrepreneurship. If you want to follow your heart and do what you love, you can't make really good money at it. Really? That isn't a fact. That's a belief. It's a really sad belief. But unfortunately, it's a very widely held belief. And a lot of people toss it around all the time. And the more we share it, the more we reinforce it. The more we look for examples of it being true, and the more time we spend looking for examples of it being true, then the less able we are to see instances where it isn't true. And once we've put enough energy into it and it seeps into our beliefs at that point we start to believe that it's true and becomes a self-fulfilling reality i'd love to share an example that will perfectly demonstrate this belief it's a great way to understand what happens when someone is completely stuck with a belief so years ago i did a workshop and we were talking about this specific topic exactly beliefs and we're having this exact discussion and I had one of my students there we're gonna call her Carrie now Carrie was quite young she was in her early 20s but she was very very mature very self-aware and very wise she was passionate and she had a heart of gold she was hungry for life she loved yoga and she spent a lot of her time and energy focused on helping out others Now, she was just finishing her undergrad in college and she was set to go to law school. But, she didn't actually want to be a lawyer and she didn't want to practice law. So that wasn't really her true passion. Her true passion was actually to act. More than anything else in the world, she wanted to be an actress. And having known her over the years i would have to say this was a perfect profession for her because she's very expressive and very artistic and i could really see her be an amazing actress and as we were digging around and doing the work in this workshop it came to the surface that acting was her true passion she didn't actually want to be a lawyer but she was going through to apply to law school so that she could make a lot of money, be comfortable, and then pursue her true passion of acting on the side. So we asked her, why don't you just become an actress right now? Why take this whole other path of becoming a lawyer? And she said, because you can't make money as an actress. Mic drop. There it was, the belief. Buried so deep inside her, she believed it with every fiber of her being, and there was a moment of silence after she said it. We all absorbed it, how intensely she believed it. My heart sunk. Not only because she wasn't going after what she truly wanted, but because she was signing on for a very complicated, competitive, and expensive journey in lieu of following her dream. And it's not really her fault at all that she held this belief. Like many of us, we are a product of our society. This belief likely started as a very tiny and innocent seed at one point. Maybe it was a casual comment or a reference in a movie, and then she received another data point to back it up, and another, and another from more people she knew, or maybe people she didn't know. It doesn't matter, but it just shows up over and over again. and. If you give enough energy and intention to a thought or a belief, you start to think that it is a fact, and then you will create a reality around you that reflects that and proves it to be true. Now, I want to dive deeper into this whole artist one, and a lot of people believe it. I see it all the time. It's common and it's very entrenched in our society, so much so that we've created an archetype called the starving artist. The more of us that give our energy into believing it, the more it will become reality. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to feed this beast of impossibility. So I wanted to share this story of Carrie because it's a great example of how powerful beliefs can actually be. They cause us to act and they hold us back from taking action. And sometimes they make us believe that our dreams aren't possible. But I have another story that I'll share a little later and this is of another friend who had a gigantic dream to become an actress who wanted it badly and once she believed it was possible and decided she was gonna do it, success knocked down her door and she is absolutely killing it. But we'll talk more about Winnie a little later on. And before I wrap up this segment, I want to challenge you with one more thought. Are all of our facts true? Isn't it possible that sometimes we get it wrong? And I point this out because I really want to make a case for believing in your crazy dreams and mine. Can I point to one really popular fact that was thought to be true and impacted us for years in a really big way. And we only later on found out that we were wrong that it actually wasn't a fact, it was a belief? What about the world is flat? Seriously, as embarrassing as it is to admit there was a time in history where everyone, and I mean everyone, thought the world was flat. Precautions during navigation happened to avoid falling off the edge of the world. And it wasn't just some people who thought this, it was everyone. Everyone thought it was a fact. That if you sail too far in one direction, you would fall off the edge of the earth. Now, I bring this up, not just to poke fun, but just to keep it real and remember that just because something is commonly held as a fact may not be 100% fact at all. It might just be a belief that sits in our collective consciousness that enough people have given their attention to until we reach a tipping point of mass belief, also known as fact. And yes, some facts are true. Lots of facts are true and can be proven scientifically. But it is possible that some facts are just widely held beliefs that enough of us have given our attention to. Know what I'm saying? Where do our beliefs come from? Well, Esther Hicks and Abraham are pretty famous for saying that a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. Here's a quick passage from them about beliefs. A belief is only a thought I keep thinking. A belief is only a thought I continue to think. A belief is only my habit of thought. It's only a practice thought. A belief is only a thought I think a lot. Now in their books and their lectures, they really challenge you to question your current beliefs. To think of your beliefs as simply repetitive thoughts you keep giving your energy and attention to. And whenever you find yourself in a place of negativity, you have the option of reaching for a better feeling thought and holding on to that thought until it feels real. Rinse and repeat, and you can shift your perspective to be more positive. Now, we've talked over the last few episodes about your OS, about your operating system. And a large part of what your operating system is made of is beliefs. Some of them conscious and many of them unconscious. Beliefs that we are encountering until we've had so much exposure to them, we just hold them as fact and we know them to be true and unchangeable. So where do these beliefs come from? Well, many of our beliefs are programmed when we're young. We're like a sponge when we're little. We're in our prime learning state and we're hungry to grow and absorb from others. We learn from our parents, from our family. We learn from friends, from peers. We learn from teachers. We also learn from media, from TV, movies, and popular culture. All these different mediums are continuously sending us messages over and over and over again. Directly in the form of people openly giving us advice, or indirectly as we observe or absorb other journeys and struggles that other people go through. And these take shape as common themes or plots that we see over and over again in movies, in books, in TV. It's kind of ironic that we often think that movies and TV and entertainment is a way to escape reality, to unplug and decompress, but in actual fact, they're a powerful influencer in our reality because they plant these common themes, these plots, these characters and archetypes. And when we're presented with these over and over again, they become part of our programming in our mind of what is and isn't possible. And this really impacts our reality. I want to ask you a question. Can you think of an actor or an actress who you greatly identified with when you were growing up? Don't overthink it. Just go with the first person or character that popped into your head. Now think about how you identify with them. What are the common themes in the roles that they played? And how do those themes relate to you in your life? Movies and TV have a really powerful role in shaping who we are. Maybe you had an adult who is your greatest influence in life that you model yourself after. Did they ever give you powerful messages or did you model your life after how you observed they lived theirs? Remember, there's so many things that can influence our beliefs in a direct way and an indirect way. We are learning from others all the time, regardless of whether or not we're in a formal learning environment. It's like we're gathering data points our entire life for what we observe in others. And here's the thing, our beliefs can shape all aspects of our life. Beyond just our business and our career, they impact our earning potential. They impact our relationships, our confidence, Our relationships with others and also our relationship with ourselves. So how do we know what is influencing us and even if we are being influenced? Good question. Have a look around you and see if you have what you want in life. It's a pretty obvious sign about what your beliefs are. Now your beliefs impact you in two different ways as an entrepreneur. First, the beliefs that you have about success in general. And secondly, the beliefs about your potential and what is possible for you. So let's start with the first one, the beliefs that you have about success in general, because your beliefs do impact your success. Your beliefs can either accelerate or block your success. That's a great tweetable. I'm going to say that again. Your beliefs can either accelerate or block your success. Here's what I mean. Let's say that you have a vision for what you want your business to be. And you want it really badly. I mean, really, really bad. But you have a belief that contradicts what you want. Maybe this belief was programmed at a very young age and it might even have been planted in your subconscious maybe a belief like you know really successful people are unethical and they have no values so as much as you want to be successful and you work really hard to become successful your beliefs about successful people the fact that they're unethical and don't have values will override your ability to get there Your beliefs will hold you back subconsciously and make sure that you don't become successful because you don't ever want to be unethical. Your desires and your beliefs are mutually exclusive. They can be aligned to each other, yes. And when they are aligned, you can get what you want easily. But when they contradict each other, your beliefs have the potential to override your desires. They run interference. Limiting beliefs act like a glass ceiling, but they're self-imposed and often unconscious. I'm gonna say that again. Limiting beliefs act like a glass ceiling, but they're self-imposed and often unconscious. Have you ever taken time to inventory your beliefs about success? Well, let's start to do that work right now, okay? I'm gonna ask you, Four different questions, and I want you to make a mental note about how you answer them. Then we'll check in at the end. Sound good? Okay. First question. I want you to think of two or three people who you consider really successful. Two or three people you consider really successful. Question number two. Is success available to everyone? Question number two, is success available to everyone? Question number three, is being successful easy or hard? Is being successful easy or hard? And question number four, what is the most important ingredient for success? What is the most important ingredient for success? So let's look at how you answered those questions. First, I asked who you consider really successful. Take a second now and look at who popped into your head. What traits and qualities do they share in common? Are they people who are famous just for being wealthy? Or are they known for something else? Maybe for their wealth and their ability to do good. Maybe for their charity or foundation work. I'll share mine. The three that always pop into my head are Oprah, Richard Branson, and Howard Schultz. And no one would argue that any of those people are successful. But in addition to their success, they are self-made. They have a lot of integrity. They're very humble. They're honest. They're vulnerable. They're very vocal about their belief in leadership. And they love to empower others. And the other really, really important thing that you may not have thought of but is really important to me, they all have very powerful, and very epic brands. And now that is something obviously to me that I hold very, very important, and I admire greatly. I know that business has changed so much compared to when I first started 20 years ago, but one constant that remains is investing in a strong brand. You can never go wrong. A brand that stands for something, a brand that connects and empowers people. Question number two was, is success available to everyone? How did you answer this one? You might have said yes, no, or maybe. Now watch for limiting beliefs here about finite resources. A common belief I see when we talk about this question is, people believe that in order for them to be really successful, then they have to take something away from someone else, which makes them feel guilty. In reality, there is no opportunity cost of your success. Question number three, is being successful easy or is it hard? Good one. What was your response here? I'm curious. What popped into your head? I know for me, My beliefs are that yes, it takes a lot of work, but a big determining factor is how willing are you to lean into your discomfort and grow? It's not just about doing work, it's about doing the work. You know what I mean. Question four, what is the most important ingredient for success? So how'd you answer this one? For me, the top thing that came to mind was believing in yourself, having faith and believing that it can be done no matter what, especially when you're off-roading a little bit and you are doing something new. Because let's face it, people rarely make history by following the rules. And that's a great tweetable, I'm gonna say it again. People rarely make history by following the rules. Now let's move to the second way that your beliefs impact you. And this is your potential and what you believe is possible. Let's go back to the example in the intro about Roger Bannister. There was a belief for many years in the collective consciousness that no one could break that four-minute mile. It was a belief of a barrier. And he started to question the belief. He used his reasoning, and he questioned, if someone could get that close to running four minutes and two seconds, why couldn't you just work a little more? train a little harder and break the barrier and he did he did break the record but the important thing i want you to take away from this story is that he broke the barrier in his mind first with the belief that it could be done that he could do it and that enabled him to break it physically so let's check in with you what mental barriers are holding you back Where are they coming from? Are they coming from you or from society or from another person? What beliefs are holding you back from your success? And how will you make history? So I wanna share four tips you can take to recalibrate your beliefs. Tip number one, and the most obvious, determine what your beliefs are. It absolutely does not matter where they came from or how long you've had them. This isn't therapy. You just need to invest the time in figuring out what they are. We just need to know what your beliefs are. Step number two is figure out how your beliefs impact you. You know, in that last segment, I asked you the four questions about success. Who do you consider successful? Is success available to everyone? Is success easy or hard? And what is the most important ingredient? The reason I had you answer these questions is they indicate your beliefs about success, which will essentially determine how successful you are able to become. Your beliefs about success and successful people will dictate your ability to be successful. Seriously. Number three, recalibrate your beliefs. Figure out how to reframe the belief to make it more powerful and positive and take you closer towards the success that you want. So, for example, if you believe that being successful is hard, it might feel a little bit of a stretch to say, being successful is easy. Now if that is too preposterous and too far-fetched, it's not going to have any impact on you. So I want you to find something that you do believe today something that is more powerful than what your current belief is. Okay, so for example, you could think, I know that success takes a lot of work, and I am so ready to do that hard work. And step number four, decide and take action. And this is really important because beliefs are very, very, very powerful, but they're not magic. (laughs) No matter how strongly you believe in something, your beliefs aren't going to do the work for you, when you decide, you put a stake in the ground and you believe it will happen and then you take action. And this is why I never let my clients say, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll try to do that. Trying is a plain no in my eyes. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Deciding is making a commitment, it is taking a stand, it is flipping that switch and getting that fire in your belly and saying, yes, I am going to do it. And this is exactly what happened with Winnie, who I told you about earlier. For a while, she wanted to become an actress, but something was holding her back. And then one day, she decided she was an actress. And she put a stake in the ground. And she really believed in herself. And she started taking real action. And guess what? Today, she has a thriving career as an actress. And opportunities chase her. I am so incredibly proud of her. She has done movies. She's done tons of shows and commercials. She's been on the red carpet. She's been on the pink carpet. She started her own YouTube channel. And she is killing it. Not only because she's incredibly talented and hardworking and courageous, but importantly, she said yes to everything. She put a stake in the ground and she said it was going to happen. She started to believe in herself. And I have to say it couldn't have happened to a nicer person check it out for yourself on Facebook you can find her at the Winnie Clark and I'll also link up to her Facebook page and YouTube channel in the show notes so let's recap those four steps to recalibrate your beliefs determine what your beliefs are figure out how your beliefs impact you recalibrate your beliefs and then decide and take action And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on your beliefs. I hope you enjoyed this episode and really understand exactly how powerful they are. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss an episode. You can do this through iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Or better yet, you can subscribe on my website at thecorporateyogi.com. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form a personal development you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.